You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Home in us, comfortable, Western, uh, modern world, realise we don't have control over the whole earth. We don't have control of certain things. And maybe we need to call out to God. And so you could actually hear it in the worship this morning. Um, a heart of surrender. And hey, we need a bit of help. And there's less of us here this morning. And so you're louder than normal even. So just what a prayer. And that's going to pray right now that God doesn't want these storms. God doesn't want these things to happen. But I believe he can use it. And he can use it to turn people towards him. And so like the droughts did, got people on their knees, a lack of control around what's going on in our our world could maybe bring some people back to the one that is in control. So let's let's pray for that this morning. Then we're going to have a, we're going to address a couple of elephants in in the world, um, and talk a few things around the corona stuff, and then we'll proceed with our service. But let me let me pray, Father Lord. We live in a broken world, and we know that you don't want it like that. You didn't create a world with sickness. You didn't create a world with this level of brokenness. You didn't create a world with sin. But Father, you are the God of healing, comfort, and restoration, Lord. And you'll take every, every single chance you get to push us towards you. And Father, I just pray with what's going on around our entire globe at the moment, that it will be used as a tool to bring people to their knees before you, Lord. Father, imagine if something so scary could actually be used as a tool to bring, and I don't use this word lightly or just revival. It wouldn't be the first time in history, Lord, you use something like this to do that. So, Father, we just pray that we are listening, obeying, worshipping, surrendering and giving it all to you. Allow us as your people to be anchors in this storm, to be representations of your hope in the fear. And, Father, bless this morning. Be with those that can't make it this morning and be in this whole season. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. You know, we're going to ask, I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Miriam Edwards to come up. And if you haven't grabbed one of these, you can get one on the way out. It's an information sheet. She's just going to address some of the medical concerns and ways that we can, well, I'll let her do the talking. But thank can we welcome Miriam? <laughs> A part of me loves that we can get Miriam up here um, because Miriam humbly sits back there and takes aircon requests and lets you let her know when it's too loud and what the slides aren't working and she takes that all on she takes that all but um during the day <laughs> just a highly regarded medical professional um who doesn't just sit all week and wait for people to tell her how cold the room is or how hot the room is and so we really appreciate you and john uh, we really appreciate the giftings in our churches and um yeah just thank you so much so we'll leave it with you and just yeah if you haven't grabbed a sheet you can grab one on the way out but um thank you so much miriam Thank you, Steve. Morning, everybody. Uh, Hi. I'm just going to talk a bit about um, the new coronavirus or COVID-19, as it's termed um, now. 
And um, I guess it's not to get us into panic, but to have a healthy awareness um, of what's happening because it's evolving all the time. I guess just uh, stepping back a bit of basic information about uh, COVID-19 is a virus, as you know. So viruses are not responsive to antibiotics and can't be killed or um, treated by antibiotics. So it's by our own immune system that gets rid of viruses. Um, why it's a little bit scary or unknown is because it's new and so most of the community, if anybody, are not immune to the COVID-19 and it's likely that if you come across this virus, you will be infected. And the medical profession don't know too much about the virus, only from the experience of other countries that so far, I mean, of course, we are rapidly trying to develop vaccine for it. But as far as to say, it is similar in some ways to an influenza virus, so that if infected, you will get um, most likely respiratory tract uh, symptoms, including cough, sneeze, sore throat, fever, but it's very variable. Some people don't get anything, but for those who are ill or have underlying um, morbidity, that it can have very detrimental effect. And so the precautions that the government is trying to do is not actually to get rid of the virus, and we're never going to be able to do that, but it's just to slow the infection rate so that the infrastructure we have, the hospitals, the medical facilities we have can handle the situation. We don't want a rising steep amount of people getting infected all at once. So what we're doing is just slowing the infection down so that we can handle it, and for those who really need medical help can get adequate and good health. Um, healthcare. So that's the strategies. So for us as a community at this Burley Church, we are in a unique situation where we do have a lot of seniors and they are the at-risk groups. And so that I urge you that if you do have any symptoms of cough, sneeze, snore throat, fevers, you should really stay away from church because we are um, don't want to cause any undue alarm. And even though you know you don't have the COVID-19, we don't want to cause more stress in the community. So really, that's the main message. The other thing is that if you've been overseas or you have been close contact with someone who's been overseas, you really should stay away for at least two weeks. As well as that, um, maybe a general advice to those over 70s is that you should really try and avoid being in medium-sized crowds anyway of people. Of course, if you don't end up being able to come to church, we are always at the church able to help you on the phone or email. And if you want to get um, podcasts, we will be always available for you to still stay in touch with the church and be able to communicate with you and give you help if need. And of course, the church board is always um, um, up loading information, keeping themselves up to date and giving the community adequate and correct up-to-date information. So just five simple ways that the government say that how we can protect ourselves and protect our community. Firstly is to reg regularly wash your hands with soap and water. If not ad uh, able to access soap and water, um, I see on the board there, um, even alcoholic wipes are just as adequate. Um, secondly, is to try to cover your nose or mouth when you cough with your elbow or tissues and um, also avoiding touching your face, your um, nose or your mouth. Of course, staying at home if you're not well and to avoid being near or more, less than 1.5 metres to someone who is uh, sneezing or coughing. 
And as I said before, viruses has to be uh, recovered by your own body. So we need to look after ourselves, keeping healthy by eating adequate balanced diets, good rest, balanced amount of physical activities, and try and reducing stress. Other precautions such as face mask is not really indicated, and especially it has to be a special type of um, mask like as uh, P2 or N95, and they're not adequately or easily accessible by the uh, uh, community and we actually say don't really you don't need face mask unless you're coughing sneezing or you come over from overseas um, because we want to keep reserve these um, protective gear for those who really need it and um, we rapidly could go into short supplies if if the infection rate increases rapidly and uh, as you know the government has recommended um, from tomorrow onwards that no more than we shouldn't be gathering with more than 500 people so that will uh, take into effect, but day-to-day -day activities at this stage, such as work, school, will still continue. So for more information updated, is I'll put up a web address here. It's always going to be rapidly changing the advice, depending on the infections that we find um, at the moment, but updated is the Queensland Health web address here that you can access. Thank you. Thank you so much, Miriam. We will um, lean into communion in just a moment, but I just want to also address um, pastorally and what no one actually knows, but what the next few weeks could look like for us as a church. Um, I don't know, but I would suspect that within the next few weeks, um, the government or, or conference or both will recommend that this gathering can't happen um, on a Sunday in, in the way it happens. Um, I don't know but we'll obviously we'll keep you updated, but we also don't want to take, let it take us by surprise. So just one thing you can, a couple of things you can do for us today. You'll notice some of you have already started filling it out, which I really appreciate it, but we have these forms in both out there and in there, and what I'm just asking you all to do is to place your name in the left-hand column and then just put two to three people that you can connect with if we can't connect on a Sunday together. That, that might look like giving a call to, that might make it easy on yourself. It doesn't have to be your top 10, top three friends, just three people that you think you'll come in contact with in our community that you can call up, text. Or um, what I'll be doing if the government comes out this week and says no schools and no gatherings, Sunday morning, I know for me and Mez, we'll probably have a couple of people, not a massive gathering, but a couple of people at our house around for brekkie and communion together. And so if you have a little bit of a group, let's, um, you could look at doing the same or meeting during the week. We'll have our sermons online. We'll make sure that you can get them. We'll make sure there's USBs. We'll make sure we record um, visuals as well. We've got the technology sorted. We've got some people that can do that. Um, we will stay in contact. We'll up the pastoral care. We'll make sure we're getting you out communion. But the one thing you can, or the t one of the two things you can do is just fill that out and make sure that we're not isolated. That's my biggest prayer. I understand isolation in this time. And so just on the left there, and then two to three people. And if someone's missed, we'll make sure they're not missed. Um, don't overthink it. Make it easy on yourself. Don't choose people that live on the other end of the Gold Coast to you. Choose some people that are close by that you can connect with and possibly even catch up for coffee or, or lunch or whatever in a smaller table. Um, a great chance to la launch more of these smaller tables in this time because that's how we're allowed to meet. The second thing 
we have a really unique opportunity where everyone is running around in the world and grabbing toilet paper and fighting over groceries. We actually can be the church. And so we run uh, Glimmer of Light or Burley Food Help and it's seen an increase already um, straight away and it's only going to get crazier, I think. And so if you could, I've put some cards in there um, on all the seats. There's some cards. We want to get back to the community. We've got a list of items. If you could prayerfully consider donating some of those items, there's a box at the back. You can put it straight in the Glimmer Room. 9 to 2 p.m., the op shop's still open at this stage. Sunday morning, bring that stuff in and help us fill the shelves for this next season. Um, my prayer is that we actually don't stop that after this all fades and we as a church keep supporting such an incredible ministry. Literally, when everybody is scared and fearful, we have a chance to respond with generosity um, and love. Um, I'm so proud of our church in moments like this that we can do that, but we do need your help as I think it only took two Fridays and the shelves are almost empty in our own storeroom because there's need out there. So, yeah, if, if you're fighting over toilet paper, fight one extra for us. <laughs> and, um, and if, yeah, that would, be, that would be much appreciated. We'll keep you updated. The last thing, actually, on our welcome cards, if you haven't ever given the church your email or not sure, can you put your email on there? Um, if you don't have the internet, we can talk to you about that, but we'll definitely use social media, email, and the phone to stay connected. Cool. All right. Let's see how we, let's see how we go. I'm going to ask Maren to come up and lead us in a time of communion. You're being so good, kids. You're being so good. So, Josh... Mate, you're staying so quiet. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I feel actually very honoured to be able to do communion this morning. I think even as Steve was talking about, like, having a heart of generosity, I think the most important thing is that we don't have to do generosity, I guess, in our own strength. Um and that we come now to remember the source of our strength and the source of our light and the source of our love that flows from through us out into the community as well. This week I was reminded actually um, a young girl in uh, an event I went to I think six months ago sent me a message and said, Marin, I've been praying for you and and I'm like, oh, that's lovely. She's only, I think she's uh, in grade 11 at school. And I was so surprised and I was so taken back by this message. And she says, I just get this picture of this light and that Burley is this light. And she just wanted to share how, again, the image of how we can be the light and the candle in the darkness. And this verse came to mind from John 8:12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And that's the Jesus that died on that cross for us, being the light of the world. And he continues to shine through us, through our lives, through the things that we do. And as we centre around the communion table, we take the bread and the cup remembering the light of the world. I love this description in Psalm 27. And may I encourage you this week 
to look over it yourselves. I'm going to read from the TPT version, but look, the NIV is great as well. All the versions really just describe the Lord Jesus. It says, The Lord is my light to guide me along the way. He's the source of my salvation to defend me every day. I fear no one. I'll never turn back and run from you. Lord, surround and protect me. When evil ones come to destroy me, they will be the ones who turn back. My heart will not be afraid, even if an army rises to attack. I know that you are there for me, so I will not be shaken. Here's the one thing I crave from God, the one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house, finding the sweet loveliness of his face, filled with the awe, delighted in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. In his shelter, in the day of trouble, that's where you'll find me. For he hides me where there is holiness. He has smuggled me into his secret place where I am kept safe and secure, out of reach from all of my enemies. Triumphant now, I'll bring him my offerings of praise, of singing, shouting with ecstatic joy. Let Yes, listen and you can hear the fanfare of my shouts of praise to the Lord. God, hear my cry. Show me your grace. Show me mercy and send the help I need. Lord, when you said to me, seek my face, my inner being responded, I am seeking your face with all my heart. Let that be our prayer this morning, church. Seek his face with all of our heart, with all of our being. Seek his light in these times of trouble and weariness and anxiety. Let us then centre on God this morning in communion. Thank you, helpers. Come forward as we pray. Thank you, dear God, Jesus that you are our source of light. You are our source of hope. And God, as we feel in times that we just want to cry to you, Lord, may we just surrender it all and seek your face. During this time, Lord, may we just be found in the house of the Lord forever, in your presence. Dwell in us today and as we continue to go out from this place. Be our light, Lord. In your name. Amen. Thank you. Let's hold the cup and we'll drink together. this whole sermon plan today and this whole analogy around chess but I'm getting a sense after my wife shared maybe probably what was needed this morning that we may actually I don't feel that we might actually go into that I might share a little bit
it was a pretty cool analogy and you'll get to hear it either online or next week. Um, but I just feel that's not what the Spirit doesn't need another few points this morning. Um, so we won't stop now. We're going to worship in a moment. But let me, um, let me just share a prayer point and then we might actually spend some time just asking the person beside us what we can be praying for. Um, is that okay? Is that all right? I know I'm breaking all the rules, but yeah, yeah, I think um, we'll get there. We'll, get, we'll continue on Ephesians. Ephesians has been there for 2,000 years. We'll come back to it. Um, I've got this sense this morning, and this is probably where I was a little bit going to land on this morning, but we'll come back to that. I've got this sense, and I shared a little bit about it, but I believe this is a chance for the church. Um, I really do. I believe that this is a chance for the church, and to use, to quickly summarise the analogy, it's a chance, we play all these games, churches play, do all these things we think we have to do, because we've been doing them for so long, or they're good things to do. But when a storm hits, when a massive worldwide virus shuts down gatherings, there's an opportunity in that. It's not a good thing, but there's an opportunity to ask ourselves as a church, what are the games that we don't need to play? And what are the things that are actually going to help us grow into Jesus? And so that doesn't mean massive, big changes. It just, it's a good question to ask when given the opportunity. Uh, a couple of months ago, we, well, a couple of years ago now, how's that? We had some things happen in the op shop that meant we need to shut it down. And no one wanted that. We love that shop. But I don't think anyone would disagree that what we were able to do in that moment of shutting the doors and rethink, revalue, revision, reflect, has meant that every single week in every single measure, <laughs> it feels like it's going up. Conversations around coming to church and they're happening every week around faith, Christ, prayer, counselling, connection, selling secondhand goods, coffee, all because we were forced to stop. And I have this sense through this whole time that we've been going through this book, and we'll continue it, that, and hear me right on this, as we read through the book of Ephesians, I've been stirred and a little stressed the last month as we've gone through this, and, and only a conversation with a friend on the phone the other day, I was able to articulate to myself why. It's because as I'm reading this and looking at the Western church, I'm going, and I'm not just talking about this church, I'm going, there's some big differences. Not just because they were 2,000 years ago, <laughs> and I'm not knocking this church at all, but agree with me as we read and study what the beginnings of the church was about, there's a disconnect in this church and across the West. And that's not a, we need to be better, it's that we could do things better. Or we could do what matters most better. Amen? Tell me if you disagree. I'm, not, I'm, going, off the, I'm going a bit freestyle. <laughs> what a chance to perhaps come out of this stronger, deeper, and more, even more like the church. Whatever that is. Whatever that looks like. That's my prayer this season. We may be on next week, we may be not. That's not the point. The point is, as we enter this season, what a chance to pray about being the church and come back stronger, come back refurbed spiritually and open the doors back up.
let's um, let's consider this season the games that we play that we may not need to. Reflect on the word, ask the Spirit, and let's ask, what does He have for us in this season? So, what was that verse again, Mez? The, we're going to pray for each other. What was the verse you shared this morning? John one eight. If you visited this morning, this is just a regular Sunday. This is how I do things. <laughs> Not at all. It's a bit different this morning, but John eight twelve. Do you know what? I'll give you the. Ver- I'm going to get you to read that again. I'll give you the mic, and then let's just turn the person beside you and just ask in smaller groups what we can be praying for in this season, pray for each other, and then we might spend some time in worship, and if you'd like to come down in that time, we can pray for you as well, and um, yeah, let's look for the opportunity to break the game. You know, the world's playing, do you know, out of every, any virus, anything that's ever happened, I saw this stat this week, 98% more They've been talking about the coronavirus. We are an, it's an industry based on fear, uncertainty. And what, what comes out of that? Selfishness. Ungodly behaviour. Disgusting behaviour. We have a chance to stop, reflect, dig deep, and think about the fruit of what a church actually is. Patience, generosity, joy. We're giving toilet paper away. That's insane. Let's have a deep time of reflection on that. We're, we're already along, it's a long service, so it doesn't have to be much longer. We're already in the time limit, so we can pray for a little bit. But Mez, I'm going to get you to read that, and then I want you to turn the person in, just in your row behind you, in front of you, and say, what can we pray for in this season? So, Yeah, what, she's going to read the verse one more time, but what's the verse? Do you mean, do you mean I don't know which one I mean. They were both great. Let's read, read the Psalms again, and I just ask us to maybe close our eyes and listen again. If you want to read along with me, I will do the NIV this time. Just to change it up a bit. That's the thing I love about this. If if you are um, techno-savvy, the U version Bible, that's the one that I've been using that I just love. Like I read it in the NIV and then I look and see. I just describe things differently. Um, But it's still the word of God and it's still, it's just, I guess, more generational or... Changes, challenges. All right. Let's read on Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. With whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advanced against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besieges me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask for them from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life and gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, He will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. 
Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Saviour. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight, straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to be desired by my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious... That's why I didn't do this version, isn't it? (laughs) Malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart and wait for the Lord. So out of that, three things, a bit more articulate now, I've got a chance to t- think about it. Three things I want you to do. I want you to turn to the people around you, say one thing you're thankful for this week. It talks about singing him a song, a new song. Praise him today for something he's doing in your life that's good. The second thing, then I want you to pray for so- concern, something you're worried about. And then thirdly, I want us to pray that in this waiting season, in this unknown season, that the Lord shows up in, this li- in the life of our church and he brings a sense of revival and restoration yet again as he is always doing can we do that um for for a couple of moments and then we'll yeah we'll spend some time singing again so go go there's someone missing out you can reach across invite them over let's do it